This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 145 and 146. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzed the Martin Scorsese picture one last minute at a time. Mm. I'm Ron Richards <laughs> and with me is Connor Kilpatrick. Aw. And Josh Flanagan. You know what? Credit. Credit we're due. Yep. Uh, this, minute, this minute starts with Parlame di Amore Mar- Mario and it ends... 
with black. With nothingness. None more black. Oh, it's technically like a minute 20 seconds. Yes, it's a minute. We're, we're doing so the last the movie ends 20 seconds in to the 146th minute. So we're doing a twofer here. So we we end on a Friday. It's all clean. There and that's go. just a copyright notice. So we're going to yeah. come back on Monday and be like, well, it's yeah. a Time Warner company. And listen, we have now done 145 of these goddamn things. <laughs> and they Since... get longer. <laughs> they really do. How, how is that possible? We've literally <laughs> been doing this for one, two, three, four, five, six, what, eight months. I'm going to talk about all this. I'm going to talk about all these all right. minutes. What's interesting is that coming into this week, just a little behind the scenes, we were quite worried we have nothing to talk about. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I was. <laughs> I was. The producers were. Yes, we overshot it. <laughs> oh, man. Don't, you don't do that to me now on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have any notes on these credits? I note that they had to credit the Happy Birthday song in this. They always do. Yeah. Yeah, no. a lot of a lot of movies will skip using "Happy Birthday." They'll do a different thing. Well, not anymore. The they, they, they they just announced, announced that it's open. But it, this is 1990, right? And so up until recently, uh, they'd get around it. But this movie is not a movie to skimp on music licensing. Is my point. No, yep. I like Marty. that. I just remember that when they're singing "Happy Birthday," it's to Jimmy and Mickey's kid, and as he walks to his birthday cake, Tommy kicks him. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And that brought you back. That brought me back. One credit I noticed in this minute was the New York City Police Department's film unit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I looked up the New York City Police Department film unit. Founded in 1966, the NYPD movie and TV unit was the first of its kind in the country. It has a unique relationship with the NYPD and has the best knowledge on how to you know, assist productions, especially with complex situations. You're shooting in a city with traffic, with people and everything. Their services are free to productions filming in the city. Oh, wow. So... They're not being paid. Well, There's no. Are they free or are they taxpayer? They're taxpayer funded. Yes, they are. Well, meaning they They're don't not charge volunteers, the. Volunteers, they don't charge the film though. No, 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 no. But they don't charge the films, which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. interesting. New York's very film friendly. They control traffic on bridges, highways. Of course, we all know what the most filmed bridge in New York is. Every right, single shot. The Williamsburg Bridge. Queensboro. Queensboro. Whenever there is a shot of a car driving across a bridge, it is always the Queensboro Bridge. The best yeah. view into the city. Yeah, well, that, and I feel like it's the one that screws up traffic the least. Yeah. That's my guess. Like, they're like, you, have you shot, thought about shooting on the 59th Street Bridge? Well, I wasn't really, nah, it's not really a picturesque bridge. Yeah, we're going to put it on the 59th Street Bridge. Of course, uh, they have a close relationship with Law and & Order and Third Watch and those kind of shows. Have they done the full Law & Order? Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll have worked with them on all of them. Yes. So, yes, yes, it just says Law & Order, but they also deal with child work permits, stunts, prop firearms, placement of equipment, pedestrian safety, and parking. And if you live in New York City, or, or have, I assume you have felt their presence. When I lived in Astoria, it was at least a couple times a week they would put up signs. Mm-hmm. Or not a couple times a week, but every couple of weeks they'd put up signs, and we're filming here, don't park here. And you just couldn't park in that area. At the, right before I moved, they were shooting. What was, the, what was the show that was a British show that had Michael Imperioli in it? Like it was a pr- uh, oh, Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Yes, that was shot in my neighborhood all the time. That um, show, I wish that show didn't end as quickly as it did. I like that show. Yeah, they shot that a lot in Astoria Park. That guy uh, from Life on Mars, Connor, was on that one season of The Good Wife. Do you remember that? Yes, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a, another interesting one. The Good Wife also filmed in New York. Yes. Yes. Until 1994, which was when Rudy Giuliani was elected, the unit occasionally assisted with pornographic productions. 
Oh. Also, <laughs> and for, for free. Did he stop I'm, that? Uh, yes, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Wow. Uh, Giuliani put a stop to that. In 1997, porn producer Michael Lucas filed a lawsuit against the police department and Giuliani citing discriminating practices, but it was dropped in September uh, when a district judge granted a motion to dismiss on, the, on behalf of the NYPD. So that is a little bit of information that I never knew about the New York City Police Department film unit. There you go. Fascinating. In terms of the credits, also, I don't have, I mean, like, the, the music is, is great listings. I noticed that there's no disclaimer at the end about depictions of people, because this is all based on real stuff. Interesting. <laughs> But there was no disclaimer about, you know, names are changed or anything like that. There's just nothing in there. But then what's interesting is that, you know, we go through, we get all the copyright information and we get the protected from laws. We see it's distributed. And then uh, we get a fade to black and then we get eight seconds of black. And then it comes back to the cloud background, like Warner Brothers logo, and then it fades and then fades to black again. So you get eight seconds of black and then you get reminded that it's Warner Brothers and then you get it goes back to black. So I have... I have one final music note. Okay. As you know, the music that we've been listening to here is the coda from Layla, the piano bit with Jim Gordon and the slide guitar by, uh, by Dwayne Allman, who died at 22. <laughs> a hell of a lot for a person who died at 22. Yeah. I mean, like this is a person who in a very short amount of time made a huge contribution to music. He's credited with, with inventing Southern rock. Didn't we talk uh, about just, this already? No, a little bit, but I just, I just want to go ahead. Now, the last thing that you hear is a noise that he makes with his guitar. It's referred to as the chirping bird. You may remember this. It's the very end of that Layla song. It's referenced in other things. You can kind of they, they refer to it in Freebird, which is about him. And what would happen is that Dwayne would take the he was a slide guitarist and he would take the slide off and he would rub it on the strings using the the rim of the slide. So it's like a little cylinder. And he uh, and he'd rub it over the bridge pickup, which creates a brighter tone. Um, and that would make that little bird sound. And that's how he made that sound, which is the last thing we hear in Goodfellas. All right. Good note. Excellent. I can. Good work. All right. Wow. So we did it, guys. Well, we got some more stuff. I know. <laughs> and Goodfellas Minute. <laughs> so a couple more emails to do. Stephen K. has a little story for us. Stephen K. says, my wife asked me to the movies. The movie of her choice was Goodfellas. I thought, weird choice for Wendy, but I went in to see it. We got our popcorn and oversized drink and walked into an empty theater. The movie had been out for a while, and it was the magic 5 o'clock show where it was half price. She made it into when Joe Pesci shoots the waiter. She stood up and screams, What the fuck? I got her to sit down for another minute, then she left. Okay, I had to leave too. Wendy thought, with a name like Goodfellas, that they would be Goodfellows, and the movie would be lighthearted comedy. There has been this fight or argument. No, let's call it a lighthearted discussion since that day. One, did I have to throw out my popcorn? I mean, I bought it. And two, did this count as her movie pick? So the next one was mine. Why would right. you throw so the I've got a, Before we answer these questions, I've got a couple observations. Yeah. Uh, what was her name, Wendy? Wendy. All right, so I, I like Wendy for two reasons. Mm-hmm. I like Wendy because she reacts very animatedly by standing up and yelling, what the fuck, in the theater. Right. I feel, I feel like they're a tri-state area. Right, Greater maybe. New York couple. And it's not like it's Ohio, yeah. Number yeah. two, I feel well. I don't know. They might be in the Midwest because if she thought that the title of Goodfellas meant that it was lighthearted, that they wouldn't have said like, "What the fuck," which is yeah, ironic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is irony. It's delicious, delicious irony. Yep. <laughs> I think Why would one, you have to you, get rid of your popcorn. That's I don't get it. No, I say uh, you don't want to eat, take popcorn out of the theater. That's gross. Look, if you have a whole thing of it, it becomes less appealing once it leaves the theater. And the number two, no, no, you take it home. Well, I, my kids love popcorn, so I take it home, uh, put it in a thing, they eat it. 
Uh, if you put that in a sealed thing, it's pretty good the next day. That's not good for them, I don't think. L- let me tell you how to parent, Josh. <laughs> Number they two, love popcorn. It's the only way I can get my kid to go to the movies. It's going to be popcorn. Okay. Number two, she picked the movie. She blew her pick. She yeah. didn't like the movie. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you get to repick. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No redo. No takebacks. No take Although, None. you know, I'm married, so I get it. You get that the laws of takebacks change when you get married? I'm saying, I'm saying you got to pick your battles. If you want to die on that one, you can, but... Yeah. That's better advice. you got to pick your battles, but yeah. Rather than trying to change right. the rules. All right. George writes and says, For the love of God, you guys, me and my team listen to Goodfellas Minute in the galley of a riverboat and are infuriated daily with how off you nerds are, like all the time. No offense. Not even going to start with chewing your ear debate or not knowing Tommy was talking about getting punched, pow, kicked, bing, by a cop during the bank job in Sea Caucus. Just going to help you out with the swag confusion. Swag is different from swag because swag is low-grade medium marijuana. Swag. Just whereas swag is actually an acronym standing for stuff we all get. Hence getting swag bags at promotional gigs and shit like that. And like most slang, it's hard to nail down if that's a regional thing or across the boards. But it's what I've always heard since I was a little fella. All right. Observation number one. What the fuck? Where the fuck's in a riverboat? What year hey, is it? Hey, who's listening to your riverboat show, riverboat man? <laughs> huh? well, they're hard of hearing from working the riverboat because, number one, we spent a whole long time discussing the difference between swag and swag. We didn't say we did. swag with swag. Yeah. Number two, only Josh had a problem understanding Tommy's story. The rest of us were confused by why he was confused. Yes, correct. Also, also is, is this – I picture the large – it's on the Mississippi, yeah. and, and there's a band playing, and there's gambling. And is that. That, is it that kind of riverboat? Mark Twain's been brought in to do a reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. River's running. <laughs> yeah. The mighty Mississippi. <laughs> Somebody's shooting off a revolver. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to cross somebody on a riverboat. Because, you know, you're stuck on the boat. International, international law. Sean G. writes and says, I'd like to hear about the research and preparation you did for the podcast. You mentioned the Pelleggi book pretty much every episode, but are there other sources you found useful? Have you still not listened to any of the home video commentaries? Home video? That's still correct. Any in- interesting stories about getting guests for the podcast? Did you have guests in mind when you started? Which guests approached you after hearing the podcast? And did you ever try to contact Johnny Roast Beef? Well, a lot, lot, of, lot of material here. Good question. Good question, uh, Tom. Good, good question, Thomas. Thank you for Sean, the question. Sean. Right. Okay, Brad. Thank you for the question. <laughs> Elona Herman. Alona Herman. Interesting fun fact about this whole podcast is that all of the research and all the stuff that we cited, we made it all up. Fake. All lies. <laughs> all of it lies. This has been one long con. One long improv session. <laughs> Pretty good, no, though, right? Really, yeah, really authentic. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Peoria. I'm not from <laughs> Long Island. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> This is a fake accent. I've been in Carl Place, Long Island this whole time. (laughs) I wasn't even talking to my real accent. (laughs) You believed everything. You bought all of it. (laughs) So, no, but realistically, uh, I feel like we all did did our own research or all did our own work. I know personally, I mean, I I know at least Connor and I referred to Wise Guy a lot just because it's the source material. Right. We all had like our thing. Yeah, we all had our things, but no, but I did a lot, a lot, a lot of internet research that involved, uh, unfortunately, Wikipedia, but also I would try to go to, like, actual sources when you could find them online, whether they're newspaper articles or things like that that actually cited what was going on. Yeah, and I time. tried to always find at least two sources, so if something yeah. was claimed, I tried to find it listed somewhere else so it wasn't just, Wikipedia yeah. says this. Or, like, you wouldn't be surprised there's so many, like, 
the number one home of the mafia on the internet. And it's right. like all these like copy and paste mafia Wikipedia sites that are just like, and that, that have some egregiously wrong information. <laughs> but, mm. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we did a lot of, a lot of research. So he also wanted to know, have we still not listened to the home video commentaries? I threw my VCR I, out, so I don't. Yeah, I have not. No, but they're on the DVD. On the I have not. I don't like. I can't. I don't video. Talk. Video is just means it's electronic picture. I don't have a time. DVD to... or Blu-ray is, is that? No, I don't either. But I feel like I, I reached a I reached a point in my yeah. life where I I did the math. Remember this? I did the math to figure out how much hours of content I had on my DVDs not related to the movies, and it was more time than I had left in my life, and then I just gave up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I did that without doing the math. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually do the math. Ron went for the existential crisis method. Yeah, exactly. Was, I, I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but have not listened to the the commentaries. Guests, guests were more challenging than we th- than I thought it would be. I thought it would be easier to get guests. Hold on, we first of all we had a number of people in mind already that we wanted to have on the show, which yes. we we did. We tend to want to have people on the show that we'll we know will be good, meaning. Either people we've worked with before in other capacities, or people who have who have their own podcast, so we know that they can talk and be entertaining while they're doing it, or people who are really interested in the subject matter. So we already had a pretty extensive list, and before we started, I mean, by the time we were a couple weeks in, we had most of the show booked out, or at least yeah. at least targeted out. There weren't a lot of open slots at the end. Yep. Some people we just cold email. A couple of people like we'd never met before, like Do- Greg Young and John yeah. and Matt Gorley, we didn't know before the show. We we just cold emailed them. Yeah, we got introduced to Matt because we had a mutual friend. Right. But yeah, right. but like, but like, yeah, but uh, Greg and the Bowery Boys. That was just a cold. That was like, hey, I'm a fan, and we think you'd be good for this. Hey, and I, I had, hey, I had no idea that he was into as into film as he is, and so like that, you know, it was good. And I, I had, I had talked to them like on Twitter before, but never like in a direct kind of you know kind of thing. It was more of a stalker situation. Yeah, more of a more of an awkward kind of you know really intense fan. Do we talk about our great guest failure? Or? Yeah, yeah we... sure. Probably the single thing that we tried the hardest to do was to line up a woman for a guest because we felt as if not only has this movie been disparaged as being a guy's movie, we, you know, we really wanted a female perspective, you know, especially, you know, with there's a lot going on in this movie when it comes to gender and stuff like that. And the list of women I emailed and invited onto the show who then politely declined is, is long. Not really into that movie. Yeah. That's, that's basically what, what it was. Yeah. It started to reinforce that stuff in that article that we hated. Which was yes. interesting, but we did actually had a, a woman who was really great that was a big fan of the movie that we wanted to have on the show, and to the point where she was booked, and was it the day before? It was really close. She ended up not being able to do it because yeah. her professional life tends to coincide at the time we record this. She was an entertainer, so she had to pull out last minute, and we couldn't have her on, so... We tried. Um, we tried. We tried hard. There were a couple of guest failures. We kind of talked like, wouldn't it be cool if we could get so-and-so? But I don't, I don't think any of us really wanted to have... Somebody involved in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. There was one, than- one blind email went to one actor that was not responded to. Two. Two. Well, oh, yes, two. 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 Yeah. So one, one person we tried to get on, um, well, I, I thought I tried to get Colin Quinn. Because right. if you read uh, Colin Quinn's uh, Twitter feed, he is constantly... Uh, referring to Goodfellas. I mean, constantly. I thought, well, that would be a fun get. Um, but his management said no. I don't think they have. Are you, count- are you counting that as the two actors? Because I was talking about actors in- actually in the movie. Yeah, no, I know. That was one. Not an actor in the movie. That was that was sort of like one of the one of the bigger people we, I just uh, tried to get out to. And then there's, of course, the other one. 
after hearing him on another podcast talk lovingly about the movie, I said, hey, can't hurt to email Kevin Corrigan, uh, who played Henry's brother Mikey in the wheelchair, and uh, my email was not responded to. So, <laughs> Kevin Corrigan, if you're listening, please email us at contactgoodfellowsminute.com. We'll record a special bonus episode with you if you want to talk about the movie. We'd love to because we're big fans. But yeah, and it, like his thing was he wasn't in it that much. And yeah. he was just a kid, like, but but over time uh, on this other podcast, and you should listen to it, by the way. You should listen to Kevin Corrigan on the WTF show uh, with Marin, Mark Marin. He talks about just being a fan of the movie. Yeah. And so, like, you have that mixed with his experience on the set, and, and we thought he'd be really good for it because he's removed enough that he could talk about the movie as opposed to, like, oh, he was great here. He was great because that's not fun to listen to. I will say also as a fan and that sort of thing, I did have an opportunity to make a connection to a very large name associated with this entire movie and story and stuff like that and chose not to pursue it out of intimidation. Was it Ballhouse? It was Ballhouse, no. No, Florian Ballhouse. A a, uh, Florian (laughs) Ballhouse. A friend of mine has a familial connection to Nicholas Pileggi. Hmm. And I, I just, I'm like, I, I can't do that. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and I love this reference. Do you guys remember in college they did that MTV special where they had all those comedians making fun of old videos? Yes, and it was John yeah, Stewart and Dennis Leary and, and uh, Jeanine Garofalo. Jeanine Garofalo and uh, Chris Kattan for a while, but. It and was then, only it was it was one two hour special that right. they broke up into half hour episodes and that's when Vanilla Ice freaked out on. Well, that's the thing it was, it was they had Vanilla Ice come on when they were making fun of Ice Ice Baby and then uh, thirty seconds into it, John Stewart said, "Hey guys, this is this is a lot harder when they're sitting here," and that was yeah. that was what I was worried about is if we got anybody involved with the movie, it'd be it would adversely affect what I think makes the show fun. Yeah, you know what? Agreed. That's a I very. Think of. By the way, by the way, hang on, Connor. I would like to uh, pat you on the back for not only that reference but also the. Like that was great. Good job. The, spe- the specificity of it. The was specificity, good. and then the specific the application to what we're doing. It's yeah. spot on. So good job, guys. Still producing, Ron. I always think of film commentaries. Ironically, there's a comment. This is what I always think of. There's a commentary on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and in it, Beverly D'Angelo spends the entire time talking about what her hair looks like in any given scene. And I just think that's that's not going to be a good guest. Her hair's on point in the movie. Well, she, she's not happy. Wait a minute. It. Did we want Beverly D'Angelo as a guest no on the show? No one said we wanted so, Beverly D'Angelo. Because I could have I booked Beverly D'Angelo. I just didn't know that you wanted her. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have made any sense, <laughs> I mean, first of all. My hair is terrible in this scene. Also, I, I had a moment where we could have gotten Martin Scorsese, but I also did not respond to that email. Right. I missed the one from De Niro. Yeah. I, have, I yeah. get a lot of emails. Well, we specifically turned Ray Liotta down. Right. I mean, he wanted that to do guy, the show. He, was, he called me at 9 a.m. <laughs> come on. Paul Sorvino's right. rider was onerous. <laughs> I mean. Oh, God. But that said, given the opportunity to have Frank Sivero on, I would have jumped at it. Yep. Yeah. Right? But we would have had to wait for him to come to us because we weren't going to. Frank, yeah. you wanted to be on the show? So those are some of the emails we got from you, everyone who listened this year. Tons of them that came in. Maybe we'll try to respond to some of them after the fact. But thank you, everyone who wrote. Contact at goodfellowsminute.com. Uh, yeah, so many of you wrote in. And, and, and like I said, we read everyone and, and the, the, hear the responses and hear the observations and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I know it became a little ongoing joke that my dad was the only one writing in. But no, a lot of you wrote in. And it's, that, that, that feedback is always great. So thank everybody. It was interesting. That. A lot of people wrote in their observations or their commentary along their to their listening, which was fun. Yeah. It was good. And I look forward to, now that we're done, people discovering this after the fact. And they'll probably email us. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys, are you guys going to talk about 
<laughs> Shane. All right, so let's do the final guest question. So as we just mentioned, we had a bunch of guests on the show. They were all really fantastic. I think we really lucked out with our guests on the show. Yep. I loved every one of them for different reasons. So the final question posed to the guests was, what will the legacy be 25 years from now of Goodfellas in one sentence? Oh, wow. And some of the, obviously there's no way to tally this. Some of the sentences were, razor your garlic so it liquefies in the pan. That will be the legacy of Goodfellas. Fair enough. It could be worse. One was, uh, no clue, something about the mafia being cool and horrifying at the same time. It's late, go home. I think that's talking to us directly. Which is true, which is... <laughs> One was, it's the movie people will realize they've been quoting their whole life when they finally see it for the first time in college. <laughs> and Gabe Hardman, his observation was, Goodfellas was a great fucking movie in 1990 and it will still be a great fucking movie in 2041. <laughs> Correct. What do you guys think the one-line legacy of Goodfellas will be 25 years from now as we talk about it on its 25th anniversary? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit with Gabe, and it's, it's a wonderful, timeless pizza, piece of cinema that I don't think is ever going to feel old. I'm so hungry that I heard you say pizza, and I was going to agree with you. Also, I, would say, I would say one line would be three decades of life in the mafia. That's the line. That's a plot synopsis. That's literally on the poster. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. I'm gonna go grab the D- I'm gonna grab the Blu-ray and the DVD and read what it says on the back, and that will tell us exactly. <laughs> I think the legacy of this movie will be that apparently, in the early 20th century, aprons were very important. <laughs> Historians will look back on it and be like, "Why were they so concerned about the aprons?" I'm going to look back in 25 years from now and when we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Goodfellas and be like, oh, that's the goddamn movie I wasted eight months of my life on. <laughs> Here's a real question. Should we do this again in 25 years? <laughs> How different would this be? Well, that's the question. <laughs> on my version of this Blu-ray, uh-huh. first oh, thing on it, this is the, uh, what year? 2006 version of the Blu-ray, so 10 years old. The first line, the best mob movie ever, Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. Not, that's not wrong. From Nicholas Pileggi's true life bestseller, Wise Guy, Goodfellas explores the criminal life like no other movie. Directed and co-written by Martin Scorsese, it was judged 1990's best picture by the New York, Los Angeles, and National Society of Film Critics and named the American Film Institute's top 100 films list. Electrifying performances abound from a standout cast that includes Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Lorraine Bracco, and Paul Servino of Joe Pesci. And Paul Servino, Joe Pesci walked off with the Best Supporting Actor Academy Award. It, quote, bristles with passion, wit, and style, and endures as an American classic, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. All right. Going off of what I said, which is the line on the poster, uh, it reminded me that uh, one of my favorite sections of IMDb is the taglines for any movie. Mm -hmm. And Goodfellas has five taglines listed on IMDb, and I want to share them with you because I think they're special. The first one is obviously the quote is, as far back I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Whatever. The second one is the one that I said, three decades of life in the mafia. Now, this is where it gets weird. Murderers come with smiles. <laughs> is that like a, is that like a translation? I, it must be. Our like tagline the Polish one. Tagline <laughs> yes, that's the it's the Philippines version. Tagline number four: Shooting people was quote no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and the final tagline: In a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. That's a bad tagline. That seems like the tagline a... from that terrible re-release with the terrible picture on the cover. Yeah. I, oh, I, was, I was really just disappointed in the back of the DVD because usually those are funny. 
Yeah, that wasn't funny. Usually it's a bad synopsis, and I was like, no, that's pretty much spot on. That's not bad. That's what I would like. In 25 years from now, I want the 50th 50th anniversary hollow version that's going to come out, the fucking brain <laughs> injection version. VR. Uh, the VR, the VR version, yeah. Yeah, the VR version. I want it to f- restore the goddamn poster to the cover and get rid of the awful Blu-ray cover that's out right now and go back to the original Leota, De Niro, Pesci, three, our logo, our thing. It, that's what it should be. It should not be the awfulness of the Blu-ray cover that and exists that's the right new now. one. Yeah. The older one that I had, the 2006 one, has the poster, but then under the Goodfellas logo... We are under the... the oh, that's the, the original poster. That's the original poster. With the guy that, dead on the ground? A guy dead on the ground under an overpass, yeah. That part's... That's, no, that's just under the 31st Street Bridge. Or the, the... Yeah, 31st Street Bridge. Yeah. In Astoria. That, that, that's an overpass. That's weird, though, because that guy looks... Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. It, no, it's under... That's, that's train. It's under the tra- elevated train. But it looks like it's from a different time. Like, not the time of this movie at all. And is that Frank Vincent? Like, I feel like it... I think it's not. To, yeah, but it's not. But it's but definitely yeah. not. Also on the IMD page, they on the they have under photos, they bubble up three photos, and one of them is the new Blu-ray cover, and the other one is a shot of Paulie and Henry uh, when Henry comes to Paulie's house, and then there's a red carpet photo of Mike Starr. <laughs> Good call. He's the commandant who played Frenchie. He's the Midnight Day Man. If we could have gotten Mike Starr on the show, I would that I would have I would have booked that one. Well, it's audio, so we wouldn't be looking at him. <laughs> He's the Midnight Day Man. All right. So, uh, any other final notes on the film? Before I think we, we flogged everything out of that one. I think we need to note to everyone that we know that it's Midnight to Eight Man. We just like Midnight Day Man the way it sounds better. It makes us laugh. Yes, it does. Stop saying oh. the words from the table with the uh, uh, Alona Herman. So, Helga <laughs> Ballhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do not involved with this movie. We do a mafia name. Let's do our mafia names. It? One of which he got in under the wire. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, I saw hours before we recorded. Yeah. All right, so these are the last mob names. We're opening the books for the last bunch of guys, the last patrons that went to Patreon.com/slash/GFM and supported the show. We thank everybody who did it. Our first patron that we're opening the books for is Michael Grasso. He's Paisan. Yeah. N- nice Italian name. The lawn or Michael Grasso. Connor, what did you just say just Bart, now? Josh at the lawnmower. No, no, before that, when I said Michael Grasso, you said something. He's Paisan. The Paisan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like, is it like Frendo? I mean, it's like, it's not, I don't know. Paisan? Did we Paisan. Do I don't even know how to spell Paisan. P-A-I-S-A-N. Not a guess. That seems like it's on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, it'd be like, it, like if this was a movie about about Spanish uh, gangsters, and we just called him Amigo. Yeah. It's a little... The, I, the gardener? Oh. Sorry. Okay, so Paisan is actually Paisano, and it's P-A-E-S-A-N-O. Oh. And, but we dropped the last syllable, because that's the dialect, and so it's Paisan. You're a, you're a, you're a letter-wasting culture. What about pizza? Just pizza? Michael Pizzas. Just, are you suggesting we eat? Is this has nothing to do so hungry. So hungry. So hungry. Michael Grasso. Michael uh, the Grip. The <laughs> grip. All moving the grip. in. All... Grip. Best boy. <laughs> gaffer. Gaffer. The Gaffer. Mikey Boom. Mikey Boom. Mikey Boom. Mikey Boom. No more Mikeys. I know. No more Mikeys. Mikey no. Boom is legitimate, though. That's a legit name. Um, Grasso. 
Mike Booms. Plasso. Two fingered oh. Mike. The asshole. Oh, no. no. It rhymes. Kid Grasso. Kid Grasso. Kid Grasso. Kid Grasso. Kid. Yep. Kid Grasso. You like it? Yes, I've already written it down. Okay, yep. All right. So the mafia name generator for Michael Grasso is Steady Gun Roberto. Hmm. Steady Gun Roberto. Kid Grasso. I think, I think Kid Grasso is better. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right and, so, and this is it. Our no, next, we no, two, no, we, we have two three. more. We're doing three. We got, oh, three. We got two more. Yeah, yeah, two more. Ryan Silverstein. Ryan <laughs> Silverstein. Okay. I'm, go, I'm going to. Oh, here you go, Josh. <laughs> I'm in character here, but. What character is that? He's the Jew. Oh, it's the. Oh, jeez. No. No. What a, if he what was in the crew? Yes, he would be that guy. Yes, he would. Because they'd have a guy in their crew. If you were the Irishman, you'd be the Irishman. I would like to point that Josh's comment led me to have several other uh, names in my head that I'm not saying out loud. I'm showing restraint. I like the fact that like they call him that, and he's like, "I'm not even Jewish." <laughs> I like that idea because I think that could happen. Well, we have done Scotty the Wop. Yeah, I'm saying you know you're. I don't. Uh, Is he Ryan? Him. Ryan the Jew. We've done the Swede. He's the Jew. Shit. I'm sorry, Ryan. I am too. But <laughs> we're working within an aesthetic. Yeah. This is the idiom. Spanish Tony Three Toes. <laughs> Limey Van Wick. All right. All right. All right. I mean, it, just, it does not fit. And even if he's not, it's 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 even better if he's not Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. This is an LLC. We we all. Bear the burden of the lawsuit. This is the last episode. The mafia, he's paying us. <laughs> Look at the, him. the mafia name generator for Ryan Silverstein is Cold Ass Giuseppe Russo. Cold Ass? Cold Ass. Cold Ass. Cold is better. Cold. All right. So our last patron that wrote, and I'm sorry, Ryan, our last patron uh, that we the, the, who got in under the wire, uh, you know, good job, Brian Horton. Brian, Brian Horton. Horton. Horton, Horton, the elephant. A little no. too literary. They don't. They don't read Dr. Seuss. They have kids. Crooked eye. Crooked eye. Lazy eye. Lazy eye. One eye. One eye Horton. One eye Horton. Hatch. Sounds like he's a pirate. Ah. Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've been sitting on Nichols for weeks. You're just gonna shoehorn <laughs> <laughs> a thing. What was first name? Brian. 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 Brian Horton. Brian the Brain. Brian Pizzas. Thinks. We've done the Sphinx. Brian. I like the Brain. Get to it. Brian. You just suggest pizza again? Yes, Brian Pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a terrible nickname. That's worse than. It's worse than the Jew. Brian Prosciutto. Tapper. We did that. Prosciutto Horton. Tapper. Tapper. The Tapper. T a p p e r. Tapper. Like Jake Tapper. Twinkle yes. toes. Twinkle toes. Shoes. Brian shoes. Spats. Spats. Spats McKenzie. Brian Spats. Spats. Just Spats. Spats Horton. Spats Horton. Spats Horton. Spats Horton. Spats Horton. That's nice. All right. That's it. That's all. What is that's it? All. Spats, Spats Horton. Horton. Spats Horton. Is it S P A T S? Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say meatball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, the mafia name generator. The last name generated by the mafia name generator. For Brian Horton, Sly Ralph Costa. Mm. I feel like we had that one. I feel like we had that one, too. 
What we learned is the Mafia name generator, not so good. Needs a new algorithm, badly. Sometimes it's good, not always so good. All right, so uh, thank you to everyone who supported the show. Thank you to everyone who went to goodfellowsminute.com slash support and use the Amazon link or support us on Patreon. And if you're listening to this after, you know, if you're listening to this in... in, in 2027. 2027. After, after the seas have risen. Yeah, after, after the seas have taken us and you're listening to this in Kansas because that's all that's left. <laughs> you can go to on Goodfellows... Beach, on beautiful beachfront Kansas City. You can go to goodfellowsminute.com slash support where you can still buy something from Amazon and a drone will bring it to you <laughs> and we'll get a cut of it if we're not dead already. In our watery graves. Yeah, exactly. If you have any questions or anything about the show that you're curious about or anything like that, email us a contact at goodfellowsminute. And we're also, we'll still be up on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. Or Twitter, we're at goodfellowsmin and Instagram, Facebook at goodfellowsminute. And finally, we read a lot of emails. We answered a lot of tweets. We commented on a lot of people on Facebook. We haven't addressed the one question that has come up the most since we started this. The week we started. The week we minute. started. The, the minute first, we started. The first question we got is, well, what movie are you doing next? And so we are excited to announce to everyone who has listened to all 145 episodes to all <laughs> 35 minutes of this podcast. Uh, we're not doing anything. We're done. <laughs> We never said we'd do another movie. <laughs> you, got, you got this guy doing a minute here. What do you want from me? Right, exactly. So what's next for us is we continue to do iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast as we've been doing every week since 2005. Yep. Ron and I have an idea for another show that we might do with someone that would be familiar to this show. That's happening. That that will. So stay tuned this summer to, to me and Connor's Twitter accounts. You can follow me at RonXO and Connor at CS Kilpatrick. And we'll also tweet it from the Goodfellas Minute one. But yeah, there there is another show definitely coming that you may or may not like. I don't know. It has nothing to do with Goodfellas, though. But the, for the three of us, you know, we have talked a lot. We've seen all of your... Guys, I'm right here. We've seen <laughs> all of your tweets and your... We, you, there have been some interesting movies proposed, but we haven't decided if we're going to do another one. This, this was a lot of work. It's, it's, this is a lot of work. It's quite intensive. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is we've had long conversations about it, and we've, we've definitely discussed it. And the only reason why we have done this godforsaken podcast, the only reason why I've done it is because I just I love this movie so much. And, I, and not only do I love this movie... I love talking about it specifically with you guys. You have to have a subject matter that you love enough to do this. Yep. By this being a daily podcast that is a ton of work and super fun. I don't want anyone to think we're complaining, but you can't get bored of it halfway through. Right. It has to be something you can talk to through the, very, through the credits. Through the very last credits, you have to be able to talk to it about it. Right. And not only do you have to be able to not get bored with it, but you also have to have something to talk about. And like, so we've joked, I mean, like, and, and a lot of you have made you know suggestions we've heard everything from a lot of you want us to do casino like honestly i don't care for casino as a movie at all like i I really don't like it and so and also it's like three fucking hours long but uh, it's also it's the same it's the same yeah it's a lot of the same stuff but like i don't have as much joy for that frank vincent yeah (laughs) we joked about doing my blue heaven next because that was like the spiritual sequel to this movie in which if you haven't seen my blue heaven go rent it because it's fantastic Comedies like I, I don't want to I don't want to do a podcast where we go oh and this is pretty funny yeah you can't do a comedy one yeah so it's tough the minute format is tough you got to have passion for it you got to have the discipline to do it every day and you got to have something to talk about there's um, got to be some information in it or related to it that isn't the movie right so Star Wars you have 
you know, like our friends who do background. Star Wars Minute. There's all the background stuff. There's all the other stories. There's the expanded universe. There's the, the history. Effect, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. You know, that makes for it. For this, you have the the real stories, you know, of everything. You need that blend of stuff. It's t- it's a it's a, we, we've talked and thought about this a lot. It's that tough. being said, I did propose we do the seven and a half hour Godfather cut, which would yep. take us through the time when the waters take us. Yeah, we actually did do that. That's oh, it was like that's the real reason we're not doing it is we're just we're genuinely afraid we won't be able to finish it before we're washed away. <laughs> is it is it like was it like three years or something? Stupid. Yeah, we, we we did the math on it. It was it, we, it was three years worth of podcasting, which I would kill myself. I'd kill myself after year one, especially. Oh yeah, don't even get me started. But yeah, so I, but that said, we're not closing the door. We, you know, like it, it, I mean, the 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 path to us doing Goodfellas was long and agonizing. Where we, we finally like we can't not do this. And if that with if that happens again, then maybe we do. But regardless, I think we deserve a break. <laughs> and we like hanging out and talking to each other. So we yeah, it, you know. All right. I'm going to say a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there's a behind-the-scenes bit here oh, no. uh, that people should know. When we started this, I don't have a lot of free time. And I, and I said to the guys, I really want to do this with you, but I, I literally don't have time to do it. And so Ron and Connor took on everything to do with this show, basically other than me being on it. So... Uh, you know, there's applause to both of you, and you have my thanks, obviously, and and everyone else should be thanking you too for it. You know, I did I did my research, I did the minutes, uh, I came on, I did the show, but all the real heavy lifting, the grunt work, and stuff like that. That's that's all those guys. Plus, your agent is an asshole. Yes, we just didn't really, really didn't want to deal with the deal points. I want points on the fucking back end. It's not that hard. <laughs> But yeah, from building the website to editing the shows to publishing the shows, you know, it's it's we've been doing a weekly podcast for 10 years and we know how to do that really well. This was a fun challenge to get to figure out the system. And and honestly, Connor, you know, I you know, I I share Josh's like hats off like we, we made it we made it work and we should be proud of that. And that said, immense respect for our good friend Pete the Retailer over at uh, Star Wars Minute because I know he does a lot of the legwork there. So. Alex does his work too, though. But yeah, it's a, this is hard work, and I respect anybody who does it. The other people who do another Minute podcast, uh, hats off to you as well, too. All this talking means we haven't closed the door on it. We just don't have an idea yet. All the ones that have been mentioned, we have probably not going to do for various reasons. So we'll see. If something happens, you'll hear about it. Yeah. We'll get the word out. Yeah. But again, I know we said it before. We'll say it again. The people who help support the show, we can't thank you enough. The patrons over Patreon, you guys were the ones who stood up and get directly gave us your money, and we really appreciate that. We're going to be putting the Patreon on hold so you won't be charged anymore because we're not be creating any more content. But we ask that you you know, remember that you were a patron, and we thank you for that and hope you got the value for your money. We just want to give you that value for value. So thank you. All right. So that's it for... Goodfellas Minute. That's a wrap. Jeez. This is the our, the first time we're officially ending a podcast, not fading away, just not doing it anymore. Guys, everybody out there, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you learned the two most important lessons in life. You gave them nothing. They got you nothing. Kept your mouth, they got, <laughs> I don't remember the line. <laughs> That's how mushed your brain is right now. I'm so hungry. Mush brain. <laughs> your brain's turned into mush. Mush. Can't have it. Mush brain. Can't have it. 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 Just can't do it. Can't do it. with you. Can't All right. So for the last time, this has been Goodfellas Minute. Thank you again. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Get out of here. I can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't do it. Can't have it. Won't do it. On house. I love that car. Or will I go from rags to riches? 
my fate is up.